0: home. It's calm in home. It's calm. Only it's not, is it? So uh, reasons not to be cheerful. But what are the reasons to be cheerful? And that's Christmas is coming. Or oh, just as we've uh, had sung to us, uh, glory, uh, the light of the world has come. Well, in this um, short talk now, I'm going to talk about Christmas in three words. So the first word um, that I've picked is gift. Here, here I've got it on the table, a, a small gift. And certainly for my two, I've got uh, two uh, munchkins aged 11 and 9. And they're eagerly anticipating the big day coming downstairs and opening uh, opening their gifts. And this is a big thing. Uh, it's a big thing for for them. Now, Christmas, as we know, it's a time uh, when, if we possibly can, uh, we spend time with our loved ones, our family, our friends, those near or far who are dear to us. heard one story of um, a dad who, because of work commitments, couldn't be with his family. He tried to get out of it, but he couldn't. Uh, He was working in a different part of the United Kingdom. And so he thought what he'd do, instead of just giving them the normal gift that he bought, which was you know maybe worth um, twenty five pounds or something something like that he 'd normally get for his kids he 'd give them a monetary gift of one hundred pounds each and so the plan was this he got them a Christmas card he got some money out of the cash till he had uh, two kids, a boy and a girl, and he got four crisp fifty pound notes out of the cash till and he put them in a, a christmas card, sent them to uh, his home where his wife and his kids were. And um, inside the Christmas card, it simply said this very tenderly. Um, um, Buy your own gift, my darlings. And uh, put in the, and then the plan was to put in the £250 uh, notes. And uh, he put on the front of the envelope, not to be opened until December the 25th. Obviously, that was really important. So the cards arrived a few days before Christmas. The children were keen. They were put under the Christmas tree. They recognised it was from their dad because of the handwriting on the front of the envelope. But just a couple of days before Christmas, the dad was shifting around a few things on the work surface in the flat, the apartment where he was staying for work. And uh, what did he find? He found the four crisp 50-pound notes that he'd omitted to put into the envelope. Well, you can imagine the alarm, surprise, consternation when his children ran down... On Christmas morning, the envelopes from their dad were the first thing that they opened. They tore open the envelope only to find a card uh, with a message that said this. Uh, Buy your own gift, darlings. <laughs> well, the good news of Christmas is that we don't need to provide our own gifts. We don't need to provide, provide the most important gift, which was the gift of rescue, That has been given to each one of us in the Father sending his Son Jesus Christ to be the rescuer of a lost humanity. The greatest gift that each one of us needs is forgiveness. And God did for each one of us that we could that which we could not do for ourselves. In sending his son in the likeness of human form, he was born like one of us. Two thousand years ago, about 3,000 miles away um, in uh, Bethlehem, a suburb, a, t- a small town just outside Jerusalem. Um, God became a human being um, and uh, was like one, one of us uh, to provide the gift of rescue uh, for each one of us if we only turn to him. So that's the first word. The first word is gift. The, uh, the second word Is light. So there's a light atop the Christmas tree here, just like there are lights uh, at the Christmas tree to to my right uh, and to my to my left, as a reminder that Jesus Christ is the light of the world. The passage that we had uh, read to us right at the beginning of our service tonight it spoke about Jesus as as the gift, um, saying the Word became flesh and made His dwelling. Among us, but it also speaks about him as the light in these words it says, The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. We don't need to be religious or have faith in any way to recognize that we live in difficult and dark times times of confusion, uh, times uh, where people. Are wondering what the heck is going on uh, with, with the world, uh, times of war, whether it's the situation in Ukraine, times of illness to do with emerging from the global pandemic. We live in times of darkness uh, where we need the light of Christ. And that's a, a kind of a macro level, a big level, and it's at a micro level as well. I heard just here in uh, Wickham, the m and is in crisis, the Marks and Spencers, uh, because they had a whole hoard of foreign uh, uh, Christmas cakes that have mysteriously gone missing. Um, apparently, uh, police say almost certainly they were stolen. And um, you don't need to clap, you don't need to, to clap that rather bad dad joke. Um, Jesus Christ is the light of the world, and that's what the lights symbolize. On our tree, maybe if I could uh, just collect the one from our Christmas uh, tree there, the light has come down from heaven, and the light is for every human being in the face of the of the Earth, regardless of who we are, regardless of, of what we believe or don't believe. the idea is that God wants that light to somehow uh, penetrate our, our thick skull. But so often it's in one ear and out the other. The desire is for God um, that we should receive uh, the light who is Christ Jesus. But so often we just regurgitate it out again. We reject that light. Perhaps if I could uh, place it back there. Who's going to miss the Queen's Christmas broadcast this year? Any any hands up who who normally watches the Queen's Christmas broadcast? I'm going to miss... Miss it this year. Looking forward to what King Charles has got to say. But going to miss the Queen's Christmas broadcast. And this is what she said a few years ago when she spoke. She said, Jesus Christ, she said, was born in obscurity. He was rejected and maligned by his fellow man. But 2,000 years later, billions follow him and find in his teaching light for their lives and I am one of them. I think one of the things that made um, the late queen so great is that she recognised ultimately that she was not in charge. She worshipped the king of kings and those of us, I guess most of us here, we saw her funeral service live streamed from London, from Westminster Abbey and she chose as one of Her songs, that great Charles Wesley hymn in it, uh, Love Divine or Love's Excelling. And it had those words in it, till we cast our crowns before him, lost in wonder, love and praise. And I think that was our Queen's way of saying that she looked forward to the day when she would see him face to face. And she would cast her crown as the Queen of the United Kingdom uh, before he who is the King of Kings. So three words uh, then, gift uh, is one, light, uh, the second word. And the third one is the word faith. I've already alluded to our loss uh, just yesterday in terms of our exit from the World Cup. And before us, of course, um, uh, the Netherlands exited uh, just a day or two before. uh, And Portugal exited as well, and the story I heard of three elderly men, Christian men, uh, one from Portugal, one from the Netherlands, and uh, one from England, uh, who were all bewailing their country's loss. And the man from Portugal, in his prayers, uh, he said, "Lord, we've never won the World Cup. When are we going?" "Lord," he said. This elderly man said in prayer, "When, when are Portugal going to the the, 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 win, win the World Cup?" And he sensed the audible voice of God speak back to him. And say in 25 years. And the man said, that's amazing. But then he started crying. He said, but Lord, I'll be dead. I won't see it. He cried. And then the man from the Netherlands, the man from the Netherlands was praying and said, Lord, when are we going to win the World Cup? And he sensed the audible voice of God. And God said to him, in 50 years. And he said, that's amazing. We've never won the World Cup, but I'm delighted. But then he started to cry. And he said, but Lord, 50 years time, I'm an old man. I'll be long dead. And then the man from England he said, Lord, you know, we've only brought it home once. And, um, you know, when, when is it going to happen again? The second time. When is the next time? You know, when, when is England going to win the World Cup? And at that point, the Lord cried. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to clap. Um, some people define faith like that. Maybe it's like kind of a wishful thinking. But actually, the biblical definition of faith isn't just wishful thinking. It's more of a trust. It's a sure and certain trust because we worship a God who cannot fail us. And we worship a God who has acted in human history. There really was a first night divine. That's a wonderful carol that we sang, wasn't it, a few moments ago. Oh, night divine, when Christ was born. That uh, 2,000 years ago, in time, space, History. There really was a divine night when God in the person of Jesus Christ invaded human history. He was born as a baby in Bethlehem. And Jesus Christ was and is the Son of God. He was the personification of goodness. He was the epitome of grace and truth, who illuminated the world by his amazing teaching, as our late Queen noted he gave us an example, not just of how to live, but how to love and cared for those, especially those, all people, but especially those on the very margins of society. And Jesus didn't remain a baby in Bethlehem, but grew up to be the rescuer of humanity. And the Bible tells us ultimately he died on a cross for you and for me that we might be set free that we might have our sins forgiven, the things we've said wrong and done wrong and thought wrong, that we might be forgiven, that we might be set free and be adopted as God's children in his family. So back to that um, passage that I've uh, referred to already twice that we began our service with. There's a verse in that passage from John's Gospel that says, that says this. Um, and he gave them the right to become the children of God, those who received him, those who believed in his name, that is to say had faith in him, he gave them the right to become the sons and the daughters of God. Jesus was the son of God by right but you and I can become the son or the daughter of God by adoption if only we turn to him and receive this gift, the light of of Christ into our lives. And why do I believe it? It's not a fairy tale from Jerusalem. One of my favourite secular songs is Fairy Tale of New York by the Poems. It's not a fairy tale from Jerusalem. It really is gospel truth. You see, Jesus Christ has changed my life. I surrendered my life. I gave my life to him as a boy of 11. And he's been changing my life ever since. And I'm privileged to see This Jesus Christ, who is alive today, change other people's lives when they simply receive him into their life. When they receive this gift, they receive this light by faith. My wife and I, just earlier this year, my wife and my two kids, we were on holiday in North Yorkshire, in Scarborough. Anyone been to Scarborough? Few people prepared to admit it, that's great. The locals call it Scarbados. And uh, it's a great, great place if you've never been. Anyway, we were in Scarborough um, for the for, for half-term week, the spring half-term break. And we'd gone into this restaurant, and the waiter had come and served me a cappuccino. And uh, the waiter, he must have been 21, 22. I noticed he had tattoos all down both his arms, and I commented on his tattoos and he, he said, yeah, this is Annika, The Star Wars tattoos. And he said to me that, he said, I'm a Star Wars super fan. I said, oh yeah, fantastic. Really into Star Wars, this young guy. And then anyway, off he went. Anyway, my wife went for a loo break, asked me to pay the bill. And at that point, I sensed, um, I remembered that I'd, bizarrely, I'd got a fridge magnet in my pocket, a Star Wars fridge magnet in my pocket. I don't normally carry a Star Wars fridge magnet. But anyway, this Star Wars fridge magnet had the picture of Darth Vader on and it had the words, I am your father, uh, this this fridge magnet. And I felt a nudge from God to go and find the waiter again and to give him as, as, as a gift, seen as he was a Star Wars superfan, this fridge magnet. So anyway, I did, off I went, found the waiter, gave him the fridge magnet, which he seemed impressed by, seen as he loved Star Wars. And then I sensed a nudge from God to say this to him. It was like a word from God. I don't, don't get this very often, but occasionally I do and I and I, I sensed the word from God. I said, I said to him that I was a Christian, I was a vicar. Um, and I said to him, um, Ben was his, his, his name. I said, I feel what God would say to you is that he is your father. You know, just like, you know, just like the Darth Vader thing, I'm your father. But God would say to you that he wants to be your father. And um, it was a, a sense that you lost your own dad when you were young. That uh, your own father, when you were a young boy, that was the phrase. When you were, own, when you were a young boy, your own biological father left you. He abandoned you. And at that point, Ben said, are you you psychic? And I said, no, not not psychic. It's a word I sense from God. And then he said this. I didn't know his backstory. How could I possibly know this? He said, I grew up in York with my parents. And he said, when I was eight years of age, my father, uh, my dad, he popped out to the shops. He said, I'm just popping out to the shops to get something, but he never returned. And I've not seen him from that day." To this and we were we were worried obviously we were worried we thought you know has he been you know has he been kidnapped has he been murdered has he taken his own life but the police they said to us almost certainly it was a planned desertion that basically my dad just wanted out he didn't want to be married anymore to my mom he didn't want to be dad to me and my siblings anymore and he said you know he said there's not a day there's not a day when i don't remember that he said that's haunted me ever since you know, when my dad just left, and he said, I'm popping out to the shops, and he never, never came back, and I've not seen him from that day to this. It's been a chasm in my life, he said. And he said, um, and my mum, she looked after us. she did an amazing job, but she, about five years ago, she, d- she died of cancer. So he said, I was only in my late teens, and my mum died of, died of cancer. And he said, I didn't really believe in God, we didn't have any faith in our family, I thought maybe there must be something there. And he said, but I remember two, two weeks after my mum died, after her funeral, I woke up and I had this desire to go to church. And he said, I don't know where it came from. So I said to him, Ben, did you go to church? He said, no, never did. And I said, well, I believe today the church has come to you. And I was able to explain to him a little bit about, more about the Christian message and how he could know God through Jesus Christ. It was my privilege to pray with Ben, ben there and then in the restaurant. He gave his life to Jesus Christ. He received the gift of forgiveness. He received the light of Christ into his life. He put his faith in Jesus Christ. And he experienced God in a a tangible way that day, earlier this year, in Scarborough. I'm going to finish now with a prayer. It's a simple prayer for anyone here who would like to be a Christian, a follower of Jesus Christ. Maybe you've never prayed to receive Jesus into your life. Well, if you'd like to, now is the opportunity for you you to do so. It may well be that you've given your life to Jesus Christ many years ago, but you know you're not walking in it now. And the prayer is very simple. It has the three components of the talk. It says, Father, thank you for the gift of Jesus Christ. Jesus, you're the light of the world. I receive your light into my life now and I put my faith in you now. And uh, I just invite you to echo this prayer in the quietness of your own heart. I'm not going to ask anybody to publicly identify yourselves, but if echo this prayer in the quietness of your own heart, if you'd like to pray this as your way of responding to to God to become a Christian here tonight, let's just bow our heads to pray. So here's the prayer. Father, I thank you for your gift in sending Jesus to be my rescuer. Jesus, I acknowledge that you are the light of the world. I receive your light into my life. And Jesus, I put my faith in you, my trust in you. I turn from everything I know to be wrong and I turn to you. Fill me with your power and your presence. I choose to follow you from this day forward. Amen.